and welcome in. It's me, Drew Doherty, with my good pal Cecil Shorts III, former Texans receiver, Texans ambassador. You hear him on the radio here on Sports Radio 610 a bunch, and you're coming on Texans 360 with me a little bit later, and I'm happy for that. But we don't get to really stretch our legs and chit-chat, talk, catch up like we do now. Um, first of all, you doing okay? Yeah, yeah, doing fine, man. You know, life with seven kids and a wife is a, a very busy one. <laughs> so I shake my head every time. The kids are always going, doing something, activities and, and stuff going on. But it's fun. It's fun. We enjoy it. Um, and it, yeah, life's going well. Baseball season started for a couple of your boys. You got a daughter yeah. doing gymnastics, and then you got the, the triplets are just babies, yeah. basically, little ones. So, yeah, nonstop. It's, man, it's nonstop. I love your Instagram feed when you check it. For those of you who don't know, tell them your Instagram feed. Um, Cecil Shorts the third. So Cecil Shorts I I I at uh, yeah. I'm about to say at Yahoo.com. Dot <laughs> <laughs> no, gov slash org. Yeah. That's all the social media on there, so you can see my family. It's and... got good story. You can see his van. There's oh yeah. You have 19 car seats basically. I call it call it Big Z. <laughs> Zajuna Selgaskis, former Cavaliers player. My wife and I are from Cleveland, so we got this big old white 12-passenger van. It's humongous, just like you said, full with car seats. <laughs> Nothing but car seats and fruit snacks and goldfish <laughs> I, uh, all over the floor. Old French fries. Yeah, it happens. It oh, happens. Yeah. Since the Combine's coming up, yes. I wanted to get your, your take on things. Because I remember when you were at the Combine. Really? I absolutely remember. I've been to every Combine since 2010. Wow. And I remember, because you have Cecil Shorts, that's not a common name. That's no. not, it's not a John Morris. No, it's, it's common, a different name. Names. So I remember when I heard your name, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then three or four years later, you wind up signing with the Texans. What was it like going through the combine? And we're going to hear this story, and then I want you to rewind back and tell another story. But your combine experience was a different one because you were coming from? Mount Union, Division Three. Division Three, And the, the combine is essentially peppered with d1s oh man (laughs) you were you were sort of an outlier there what was that like for you coming coming into that it's crazy because when you're at division three school you still root for division one programs Mm -hmm. so we were we all had our you know we loved ohio state we're in ohio yep columbus was about three and three and a half hours from us so we loved ohio state most of us that were from ohio then you got guys from florida that love you know miami or florida state or whatever sec schools everybody had different teams so when you go, when I got to the combine and seeing like Cam Newton, somebody you watching, you know, we will play our game and then that evening we'll watch Cam Newton live right. on TV. Yeah, because he was playing in primetime that year. They yeah, were all, Auburn was amazing. We're, we're at practice, you know, doing a Superman <laughs> sign and stuff. So it was, it was weird because I was kind of like a fan of a lot of the players there, and I had to realize like, yo, you were here for business too. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're good too. Um, and that was a battle I had with a lot of my career, just trying to try to prove that I was that I belonged. Mm-hmm. But the combine experience was great, man. I, I never got so many, uh, f- so much free stuff before ever. <laughs> From Under Armour, right? Under, oh, Under Armour, Nike, Adidas. Um, especially when guys try to lure you in to sign you, um, they give you as much stuff as you as you want, and it's it's so much that goes on, man. It's kind of crazy because everybody's like set up for. Like you see the, the the lanyards that the players wear, mm-hmm. and they got little cards, and on, on the cards lets you know the meetings and the times and the rooms and where to where to go. So each day you got you know meetings, and, and it's, it's just one room though where it's like a, a madhouse, and it's like position coaches and and um, uh, I guess it's mainly position coaches from each team, and they have a list of guys they need to find out or need to talk to. So one of the guys from, like, Kenny, Kenny McCardell, I think he's working with the Redskins at the time, and he just wouldn't let me leave. 
So yeah. he grabbed me at the table and talked and was talking like, yeah, we like what you can do. We think we can get you in a, somewhere in the third or fourth round. You can compliment so-and-so, and you guys can do well together. Because there's a strategy to what he was doing. There was a strategy. He was, he's kind of he boxing you out from other teams because there's only a time limit that you can yes. be in this room, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was crazy because he was trying to not let me go see different teams, and I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation, like it's Keenan McCarty <laughs> talking. But I eventually, you know, moved to to, to different uh, different things, four or five different teams that um, that that particular day. And then you had the big meetings where you're in a room like similar to this, like a, I guess like an office a office room, and you have the head coach. I remember I remember meeting with the Dallas Cowboys, mm -hmm. and it was Jason Garrett, and it was the whole coaching staff there. Did he clap? More? No, he didn't clap. He he didn't. <laughs> That's his famous clap, huh? <laughs> No, he didn't clap, but he he grilled me, and he asked me what's my favorite play, and I write my favorite play on the board, and asked me about myself, and you know, I, I didn't get no crazy questions from what I can remember at the combine, but it was like a surreal moment coming from Division Three, um, where you basically are paying to go to school, you're paying mm -hmm. to play, right, and then you're in this you're in this room with Jason Garrett, or you're in this room with, um, um, I was in the room with uh, uh, who was the head coach in Jacksonville at that time. Del Rio, Jack Del oh, Rio. Jack Del Rio and, and whoever was the head coach with the uh, Cincinnati, San Diego Chargers at that time. I can't remember who the head coach was in 2011. Back then, was it McCoy? Or? It might have been McCoy. I, I, can't, I can't remember either. But like going to those rooms mm -hmm. and sitting there against the whole staff and them grilling you. It was a, you can prepare for it, but it's something once you get in there, it's like, wow. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then coming from D3, it's like I was kind of stunned and kind of like trying to prove myself for as a guy that's, you know, Cam Newton or those guys, they've been they've seen all types of guys. Right. Bo Jackson went to their school or whatever. Right. They're, they're used to well, you, you know walking in those terms with those guys. So you okay, so you you were a standout in D three, but it's not like you were just some hayseed walking in. I mean you you had an agent. He yeah, he, they the, the agency probably helped prepare you for Oh, absolutely. Like they did you but even with all the preparation, how much of a shock was it? Or yeah. had you been well prepared by that? No, I was I was well prepared, but it's just a shock. Like I'm actually talking to mm -hmm. so and so. I'm actually in the same. It's one thing to hear it from your agency, but then a, a few weeks later, actually go through it. Right? Actually go through it is something is something different. I, I think I I handled myself well. Um, obviously those teams stayed interested throughout the process, but it was just like surreal that mm -hmm. I'm I'm like it was almost a dream almost. Like you coming from Division Three and now you're at the combine and now you're with some of the best athletes in the world, and it's, it's crazy. And if you look back, that wasn't just any combine. That wasn't just any draft class. You've already mentioned Cam Newton. J.J. Watt was in that one. Yep. Tyron Smith. Yep. I mean, you can go down Julio the Jones. line. Julio Jones. <laughs> A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Crazy. Andy Dalton was a second-rounder. Not that he's up with their level, but, I mean, there's name after name after name. Richard Sherman was in Richard that class. Richard Sherman was, fifth round, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were some Justin Houston. Yep. Name after name after name. It was That was a talented, talented class. You wound up sticking in the league seven, eight years. Yep. You know, I mean, that's that's saying something. You know, a lot of a lot of guys they last two, three years. That's it. And some of them don't even make it. Yeah, it's it's tough, man, and uh, it's crazy because the same hunger you have coming into the league is what you have to keep. Yeah. Because that got you there, but you had to figure out a way to keep you there. Right. right. And people always say it doesn't matter how you get to the NFL; it's about how you stay in the NFL. Mm -hmm. and, and that gets harder and harder each each and every year because. These guys are good. <laughs> yeah. So you last, you know, seven, eight years, like we're talking about the NFL. Why, though, did you start out at Mount Union? Why didn't you, why weren't you out in Ohio State? I mean, surely Ohio State could use a guy or could could have a receiver that was was going to wind up being seven, eight years in the league. Was it, were you small? Was it a small school you came from? What was combo of things? What was it? I, th I think it was a combo of things. Um, it's interesting. I think I was a late bloomer. 
Yeah. Um, I was like 5'10", 5'11", 155, soaking wet in high school. Um, played four sports, baseball, basketball, football, and track. Um, and I was getting recruited by some Mac schools like the Akron's, the Kent State's, mm-hmm. uh, those type of schools. And then once January hit my senior year, uh, or actually when December hit my senior year after our season was over, uh, I really didn't hear from anybody. Everybody kind of just fell off the waiver. Like I didn't hear, fell off the cliff. I didn't hear from no Division One school. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So then the one AA school hit me up called Youngstown State, and they asked me to walk on. And I'm like, well, thank you for the offer, but, you know, I think, you know, I'm going to have some offers coming soon. So I appreciate it. I, you know, I'll keep that. Was it Jim Trestle at that point? Was it Jim Trestle? No, it was somebody else. Okay. It was somebody else. And then um, January come, nothing. February come, nothing. So I'm, like, devastated. I'm, like, I let my family down. Because I'm the oldest of six kids. I have seven kids. I'm the oldest of six kids. Yeah. I'm, like, I let my family down. There's so many, so much emotion. And I'm, I gave it my all. I was all state and track and I was all conference in baseball and football. I was honorable mention all state in, in football. I'm like, this. What, what else can I do? And then, um, you know, my dad took me across. My dad was my head coach mm-hmm. in high school, and he took me across the whole Midwest. <laughs> so I was in front of all these people, all the combines, everything. Um, and things just didn't work out. Nothing for me. I just think I was a late bloomer. So I ended up going to Mount Union Division Three. I could have went to, and I was a quarterback too. So I was a quarterback my whole entire life. And I could have went to a couple D2 schools. Um, and, you know, a D2 scholarship is basically um, whatever you don't get from financial aid, they'll take care of the rest of it, right? So, but those schools that wanted me were terrible. <laughs> like, they just weren't good at the mm-hmm. time, at mm-hmm. the time. Or weren't, or, good, weren't good teams or weren't good schools? or uh, Just weren't good teams. Good, okay. The school was decent, but it just wasn't good, right. like a program, if that makes sense. Either an up-and-building program or a program that just wasn't good. Right. Or they wanted me to switch positions. And then that, at that time, I'm like, no, I'm a quarterback. This is where I want to play. Boom. They wanted me to play running back or deep. I'm like, running back? What the heck? Or defensive back? And I'm like, nah. Nobody ever asked me to play receiver, which is hmm. weird. So I ended up going to Mount Union. They showed the most – like, they showed me – they showed me, I guess, the most love – I felt most wanted there, and I was always told by my dad, you want to go somewhere that wants you, not someone that's going to tolerate you. They were winners, too. And they were winners. That's one thing they got. They they went to the national championship a lot. And in my five years there, we went to the national championship every single year. Hmm. I lost. I think I went 57-3 and three in, my, in my four years of playing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was uh, the best experience for me um, as a man. I learned, how to, I learned how to take my work ethic to the next level. Um, I learned the importance of education, the importance of uh, time management, and the time that I had there is some of my best friends ever. Yeah. Still communicate to this day on a daily basis via group text. Thank you, iPhone. (laughs) 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 Sometimes about serious stuff, sometimes about stuff that means nothing, but it was a long road, man, and it it took a while for me to get going. I didn't really start doing anything to my third year of college as far as football. I was an All-American in track my first two years. What Uh, events? So two relays and then the hurdles. So four by four relay, four by one relay, and then the fifty-five hurdles and the one hundred and ten meter hurdles. So fifty-five hurdles was indoor, I was all American, and the one ten hurdles I was in, I was uh, all American outdoors. I believe. All right, that explains some things. You got to be, you have to have courage to do the hurdles. Like you do. I mean, you can't just <laughs> you can't just roll out there. It's like the, I think it's the most courageous of the track events because you got you got to go fast and you're going at stuff that's trying to trip you up. It's you got you got to have a, a couple nuts loose, a couple yeah. a couple a couple screws loose. 12 questions, actually. 12Q. It's time to do it. Ready? Drew's dozen. I'm down. Okay, let's rank the Cecils. Cecil B. DeMille. Cecil Shorts the third, Chuck Cecil. Cecil Cooper. I have no idea who the other Cecils are. You never heard of Cecil Cooper? You're a baseball player. 
No, who was Cecil Cooper? He was an awesome first baseman in the seventies and early eighties with the Brewers and the Red Sox before that. Cecil and then Fielder. He, he was Cecil, Cecil Fielder. Fielder. Yeah, he's the fifth, <laughs> so he's on there. So where's Cecil Fielder, Cecil Shorts, Cecil Cooper, Cecil B. DeMille? Who was that? B. DeMille. He's like a director way back. He's like an old. What movies? Oh. Any classics? Oh, he's lasting. Like okay, a long time ago. Oh, he's lasting. No, no offense to yeah. him. So he's lasting. Who was? Who's? So he's fifth. Yeah. Chuck Cecil, he used to hit like a freight train. He was a safety in the 80s and 90s. Okay. Kind of had the label of a dirty player. So we'll put, let's put Cooper fourth. Okay. Let's put me third, because I am the third. Okay. <laughs> let's put uh, Fielder first. Okay. Because he's, he's the most, uh, I, I know who he is. And then uh, who's the next? Chuck Cecil's Chuck second. Chuck Cecil will be second. Okay. He's a, Fair enough. Yeah, there we go. That was tough. I, yeah, this is what we're doing here. Tough questions for me, as you know. Hey, that was only the hard stuff. You know what? My so my father, my father, my grandfather's a professional boxer. So if I could put him on the list, and he's the first Cecil, Cecil Sinker. We'll we'll sub sub him in. So Cecil Shorts the first. Yeah, he's a pro boxer for uh, eight years, something like that. What weight? Welterweight. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the sixties, fifties, seventies. Sixties. Okay. Yeah, gold gloves winner. Really? Yeah. yeah. Up in Ohio, or mm-hmm. he can handle his business. Do you do you box at all? You know any? You know what? So I box when I was younger, just to learn how to protect myself. Grew up in a pretty tough neighborhood, um, and then I did actually did some boxing training, and that's no joke. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, Drew, that is you got to be in some type of shape to be a to be a fighter. UFC boxing, you got to be in like incredible shape. Endurance, hand hand eye coordination, oh. strength, oh. power. Yeah, you got to have it all. You're serious, man. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite boxer of all time? Floyd Mayweather. How come? Um, I fell in love with him in college. The art of not getting hit was just very smart to me. It was very strategic. Um, he, you can't hit him, and he hits you. And it's not like overpowering hits, but he just he plays. I mean, to me, he fought smart. You don't, he doesn't get hit, and he hits you with counter punches, and he connects, and he gets points. And I thought that was – a lot of people didn't like it because, like, he's running around. But to me, he's probably the best defense fighter. I didn't see a lot of everybody fighting. Right. He's one of the best defense fighters to, to ever live. I mean, it's, it he can be incredible. frustrating to watch, though. It can be because you want to see guys brawl. You want to see guys go at it. <laughs> Mayweather, the Mayweather De La Hoya fight was just like, yes. oh my gosh, come yes. on, somebody do something. Okay, uh, what's the last thing that you cooked? The last thing I cooked. Uh, so, what does cooking mean? Because just want you tell me. So, is cooking like throwing <laughs> something in the microwave? <laughs> sure. Sure. What is and it? What warming, was that? And warming up. Or is cooking like cooking something from scratch? Because I actually grilled. And I, that I counts. Get, I want to get better at this. I grilled about a year ago. A year ago? You haven't cooked anything in a year? A year. Okay. But year you got ahead. somebody taking care of the cooking, I guess? My wife does an awesome job cooking. Okay. Um, and then I, I help when I can with, with the simple stuff, the easy stuff. Okay. you're. Um, I got to do better, Drew. You're second on this list as far as second worst. So I've done this. It's like 12 <laughs> questions. And a lot of times with players, I've done it with some, some other non-players. The worst was... Three years ago, and Taiwan Jones has not cooked. Really? In three years. He, he made a Mother's Day meal three years ago, and it sounded like a good meal. But everybody else, like DeAndre Carter, a few others, they were, they'd, always, they'd all cooked in the last like, now, week. I, see, no, no I, I can make breakfast pretty good. So I can make pancakes. I can make waffles. I mean, have, have you done that recently? Or? So that no, counts. Friday, I'm going to get up and make breakfast for everybody, all my girls. So I got okay. five girls and my wife. So I'll make Valentine's Day 
breakfast for them. The boys got to just fend for themselves or what? They'll, they'll, they'll help me. They'll help me. <laughs> oh, okay. So okay, okay. stuff we do, like, for mom and the girls, we'll, we'll, the boys do it together. Okay. It's fun. It's a fun practice. That's a cool. I like that. That's a good good little tradition you got going. Who is the first person that was not a teammate or a coach of yours that you would talk with after you finished playing an NFL game? So the game finishes, you're able to get on your phone or you're able to go out, meet in the family area. Who are you talking with? My wife. Okay. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah, she was. She laid it on me. What do you mean? She so she was a college athlete herself. What'd she play? Uh, basketball. What what position? Uh, power forward. Power okay. forward, small forward. Five nine. That's right. Yeah, she was taller. Yeah. yeah. So she uh, she was a good player, and um, so she always, you know, this level on me, make sure I'm okay, because she was really worried about the injury spec. Like, stand. She was to cry. It's in the stands. Oh my god, she was pregnant a lot of the years too. <laughs> so so the emotions were, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she always, hey, you got to block better. Or you got to, when we get home, you got to do this better. You got to do that better. Really? That ball you should have caught. Or you did an awesome How did job. you take that? Like, how did that feel? I, I got used to it because in college she was the same way. Okay. But that, that's just her. Like, she's going yeah. to correct you. So I, I, I got used to it. So she was like the first person, not a coach, not a player that I would, I would talk to about it. It's a good first person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite all-time NFL player? Michael Vick. Michael Vick? Uh, so I got a chance to meet him. I think it was 20. Oh, 2013 and 2014. Actually, 2013, I think he was with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And I was the captain for Jacksonville. He was the captain for the Eagles. And he didn't know I was staring at him, but I was staring at him the whole entire time at at, at, uh, at, at the coin flip. Like, that is Michael Vick. I used to play <laughs> with him on Madden. Right. <laughs> like, he was in the league forever. I, he just my favorite. I grew up being a quarterback, too. So um, he was just somebody I idolized growing up. And for him to be on the same field as me, it was it was pretty cool. Do you remember the first game you saw of his? The first game I saw of his, because uh, mine was I remember the it was the it was title game. Yeah, when he Virginia was Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah, it might have been the title game against Florida State. Oh, he went he went nuts. It was mind bending. I'd he never seen nuts. anything like it. Yeah. Lefty, um, extremely fast. Like he was against. Yeah, I, I loved him at Virginia Tech. And that team that he almost beat, you know, or gave a game to. I mean, that's one of the greatest teams of all time. That Florida State team. Oh, absolutely. You know, he did that. Uh, Two thousand. I think it was, yeah, the game was in 2000. I think it was like the 99, 99. season. Yeah. But, yeah, it was 2000. What's the worst job you ever had? Huh. So, if you remember, the year I got drafted was the lockout year. Yes. So, I got drafted. We had a party at the house. It was awesome. I go back to my college, every, you know, big man on campus, Division Three. Like, it was <laughs> nuts. Like, you know, it was crazy. It was so much fun. And then reality hits. Like, the next day, like, yo, I kind of, my wife, my girlfriend at the time was pregnant. She's my wife now. She was uh-huh. pregnant with Lil Cecil. Okay. And it's like, yo, I, I, need, I need some money. Like, <laughs> I need to, like, <laughs> get some, like, we got to eat, you know, we got to get Similac and baby's clothes and stuff. So, a guy that was a Mount Union fan, it's a small community in Alliance, Ohio, where Mount uh-huh. Union is. Um, he's a huge fan of Mount Union, and he hired me to work on roofs. So, I worked on roofs all the way up until I left for training camp. You were roofing? I was roofing. I was on top of roofs, tarring, and the, and the whole nine. And they, they took care of me. I wasn't doing crazy stuff, but I was roofing. I had to work every day. Wow. Yeah, so I worked like from, he picked me up at 8, and we worked for like 8 to 3 every day after that go. Son of a gun, school really? and go work out, yeah. And that went on, so that was May, June, and all of July, basically, huh? Yeah. Because the lockout ended late July. Oh, yeah. How glad, how glad were you when oh, the lockout ended? Oh, my gosh. Ended? I was so excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get off them roofs, man. It was terrible. Man, that's it, wild. It was good money, but it was, oh, man. And then my agent set up stuff where I could, like, 
if you're a draft pick, you can sign cards and you get tons of money for yeah. cards and stuff like that. It takes time, but I mean it's easy. But easy it wasn't enough to in. pay the bills that were coming for you. Nah, nah, nah. See, you had a you had a little bit a little bit tougher post draft pre NFL career experience than TJ Yates because I remember TJ Yates was here practicing with the Texans. He was the same draft as you. He was a fifth round quarterback. And somebody asked Connor Barwin about him later once TJ came in the in the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars for your rookie year. And they're like, well, what do you think of him? And Connor Connor gave a good answer. He said, oh, we all had a lot of trust in him. He played great pool volleyball with us back in the summer because <laughs> I guess they would all work out and go do practices over at Rice oh, or U of cool. H, and then they'd have pool volleyball. So That's cool. He played pool volleyball. You roofed. But you've got better life character because of it, right? Yeah, yeah. You learned a lot through that, I guess. <laughs> I'd rather play pool volleyball with TJ. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like more fun. <laughs> yeah. What's an animal that scares you when you're around it? Oh, I'm terrified of all animals. I don't like any animal. None? No Wrong dogs animal. or cats in the shorts house? Of no, not at all. And it's weird because my kids, like, love dogs. They are, like, not nervous about dogs at and all. And you're not going to ever have one? I'm, well, we will ne- as long as I'm alive, we would never have a, a dog in the shorts house. Did you get bit when you were little or something? I got chased by rock wallers and pit bulls a That's lot. That's scary. Yeah. And um, so right down the street was a park where I grew up. And in that park, they used to do dog fighting. And not knowing, my dad always said, don't watch a dog fight. So I went down there and didn't know the dog fight, but they were fighting dogs. So I watched it, and then the dogs like stopped fighting each other, and started chasing people. Oh no! One of the scariest moments of my life. Guarantee you, I ran a four two that day. And <laughs> I was out of there. But yeah, I've, I've been chased by too many dogs. So I'm not a big fan. Four two, you might run a four one. <laughs> you might probably run. When a dog is chasing you, yes. Yeah, it's that's frightening. Do you ever do karaoke? I don't. No. But if I did, what would be the song? I would sing "Sweet Lady" by Tyrese. How's it my go? All time sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for? I, I can't sing, even though I tell my kids I can sing. We always argue who's the better singer, your wife, or like, your mom, or your dad. Like, mom can sing better than you. I'm like, no, she can't. So we always yeah. get around. They know where their bread's buttered, man. They like, do. They're giving they the right. Do. That's the right answer. <laughs> Might not be the correct answer, but it's the they, right they answer. They do a good job. Yeah. Their mom. What was your mom. favorite TV show when you were growing up? Oh. Uh, favorite TV show probably it's a mix of it's all Nickelodeon mm-hmm. so it was Hey Arnold on Nickelodeon it was okay. Kenan and Kale on Nickelodeon <laughs> My Brother and Me on Nickelodeon Doug on Nickelodeon so all Nickelodeon stuff is fun what about nowadays what is it ooh ooh that's a good question cause you know <laughs> things change now you got Netflix and that, and that counts stuff. that counts ooh favorite TV show now mm. you just gave me four for growing up you can give me like three or four now you don't have to uh, pin it to one so Power is one of my favorite shows. That's on Stars. Um, my wife and I always cry to this show. Uh, what's it called? This, this is, is Us. Yeah, let me see. I really, I really like that show a lot. Good show. Um, let's see. Does First Take count as a TV show? Sure, it's a TV show. It's on TV. Uh, you like it? I like it. I got you. Breaking Bad is awesome. Yeah. I'm in it's, the, it's amazing. I just started season four of that. Oh, my God. But I'm only able to watch it about 15, 20 minutes at a time. It's when in between the big kids go down to bed. Uh, we got four, and then my wife feeds the baby. Understood. And so I've got like before putting the baby down, because I get the big kids down, and then so I've got like twenty minutes at a time. To watch Have it. you? What kind of shows do you like? Do you like politics shows? Like my uh, favorite show of all time is The Sopranos. Soprano. Love The Sopranos. I haven't. I heard everybody likes. It. I if you like Breaking Bad, I think you. I, I think you'd like The Sopranos because I like Breaking Bad a lot. I I like The Sopranos better. Really? Yeah. I'm about to check it out. Sopranos is, yeah, one of my favorites. Where can I find it? You know what? You have Amazon Prime? Yeah. It's on that now. Oh, okay. It's for free. Or at least it was last I saw. Another one's pretty good. It's newer. It's not as good as those two, but it's still pretty darn good. Is Ozark. 
Oh, oh, my dog. <laughs> all over Yes, all I love that. It. I love that. It's I'll coming out March 29th or 20th. The third season, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. all caught up. I love that show. I mean, he just keeps sinking lower and lower He's and a lower bad guy. <laughs> and getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Jason it's awesome, Bateman. It's, yeah, that's, that's a great show. I'm a big fan of that one. Pizzas or hamburgers? Pizzas. What's on a perfect pizza for you? Pepperoni and pineapple. That's it? That's it. Nothing else? I don't need much. Simple guy. Do you, do you get that much or... I mean, no, I don't get it much because nobody else really likes. I was gonna, it. I was gonna kind of, I was sort of what I was inferring. Yeah, like everybody kind of likes. All my kids like cheese, and I never understood. Like, this, if you like cheese pizza, then you just go get a slice of cheese out the out the refrigerator. Like, it's you know a way to get around that is uh, Tony Shashri's. Mm-hmm. You like that? Sprinkle it on oh. on any pizza, but it makes a cheese gives a cheese a little you know a little flavor, a little something to it. Makes because I'm with you. It's I I can I can do the cheese pizza. I just I get angry when people get margarita pizzas. Margarita pizza. It's like a vegetarian pizza. Oh. So, yeah. Why even get a pizza then? Thank you <laughs> very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about Houston when you got here? You come to Houston, it's a new city for you. What was the coolest part of it for you? You know what? I think being in Jacksonville for so long, it was like a, a town. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's a big city. Right. So, just getting that big city feel, being able to go to actually another professional sports game. Mm hmm. So, like, in Jacksonville, the biggest thing was college football or, or the double-A team that was there. They're like the jumbo shrimp now. But then when I was there, it was uh, – I can't remember the name. But I would have to drive to Gainesville to go watch, you know, some some live sports. Where here is the Rockets. It's the Astros. Yeah. Um, and there's so many activities for the family. Mm-hmm. I think when I came here <laughs> – when I came here, we were pregnant with my third child. Um, and uh, my wife was big on, like, you know, family activities. I'm like, it's – if you want to do anything, it's it's here in Houston. And on top of that, the food. I think I fell in love with killings like the first <laughs> month or so I was here. Right. I just kept going back to Pearland. I'm like, I'm going. And you kind of live that way now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I live in Manville, like one exit up from, from Pearland. So, yeah. It's, so you're it's set. Definitely. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been Drew's Dozen, Cecil Shorts. It's always good talking with you. You want to do this again maybe in like two, three months, come back? Let's do it. We'll That'd shake up fun. the questions and That'd go from fun. there. Maybe I can ask you a few questions. I want to hear your dozen. Always. Always, my friend. It's Cecil Shorts, Texans legend, Texans ambassador. You hear him on the radio, Sports Radio 610. And maybe next time we'll talk a little football. We're definitely going to talk football on Texans 360, but I just want to talk about you this time. So, all right, okay. cool. Appreciate it. Always good. Always good.